0: Welcome to the end the Money podcast for Wednesday, October 19th at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And we will take a look at the late pick four on the Wednesday card, three allowance races and a two-year-old maiden group. We'll start with a first-level allowance for Phillies and Mayors three and up, sprinting five and a half on the turf uh, this this division and a, uh, a similar division book in the late pick four. So, Jim, we'll start here in race five, and these are uh, Philly turf sprinters. Who do you like?
1: Yeah, I think this is the more I don't know, more well-balanced of the two divisions. I don't know how that worked out, but it seems like I've got, um, I've got, got a spread in the other one because I don't really know how. Some of the horses i think i'm going to take a couple long shots in the last race in this one i'm going to take three horses that came out of kentucky downs races and a brendan walsh shipper here from churchill so let's start with the brendan walsh horse only kidding the four horse uh gets santana to ride brendan walsh i cannot believe he is 0 for 17 this meet uh so he's a cold barn but he always got a shot And this philly um has been off since may um he's good with um, with layoffs and this Philly this really almost broke her maiden or almost broke it through this condition at Keeneland in April at five and a half furlongs on a good turf course. It's going to be a, probably a firm turf course on Wednesday, but that 78 buyer is the best of her career. And she was in the stretch there of having three straight second place efforts. So if she gets back to that level, I think she fits very well here. And the 78 is certainly competitive. Laugh and play for Mike Maker. Luis Saez takes the mount. Uh, got got a lot of speed, won a $50,000 starter race at Kentucky Downs last time out as the favorite, and it's two for five lifetime. Quaria Comet for Paulo Lobo, 73 buyer, last time out at Kentucky Downs at a six and a half furlong, breaking her maiden, uh, facing winners for the first time, but uh, two backs, she faced Potna, a pretty good uh, filly at Keeneland here on the dirt, so... Uh, he shifted her to turf last time timeout, and she took the Kentucky Downs turf very well. So I think she fits. And then American Starlet's probably going to be the favorite for Wesley Ward and Johnny V. Uh, off a seven furlong effort at Kentucky Downs. And this Phillies raced against better as well, including a five and a half furlong race at Saratoga, where she ran second to Freedom Speaks, who came back and won, I think, a stakes race next time out. So American Starlet's going to be the favorite. I'm going to take those four in the pick four. Uh, if I had to take a win, bet here. I would take uh, Mike Maker with Laugh and Play with Louis Saez six
0: 6-1. I'm taking a, a little bit of a swing here. I like a lot of the ones that you do, but I'm going to take a swing with In My Opinion. Uh, and the angle is that this horse makes, uh, I think, the third start for the Michelle Lovell Barn. And she excels in turf sprints. So she, she gets this horse, runs uh, runs her up at Colonial. And, um, ran okay. But uh, then comes to Churchill runs again well she didn't have the option of running uh, on turf at Churchill in September so now she gets a chance to put this uh, horse back on the turf where she's had some success previously and just on the angle of going into a a barn that excels with these turf sprinters. I'm going to put in my opinion in here kind of make that the, the key horse for some in-race plays but I'm going to spread out in the pick four. Quarria Comet uh, I just love that improvement last time for a three-year-old awful of layoff to make a big jump in her turf debut um, I, I thought uh, was eye-catching even though it was a maiden race she's got to face more seasoned foes in here but you know, an improving three-year-old, dangerous this time of year. So I like that horse uh, a good bit as well. Started to put that one on top. American Starlet, uh, Warden Johnny V. A little skeptical of that last race. The horse that won it came back and kind of threw in a clunker on Sunday. Uh, Thought uh, she would run much better. So it makes me a little leery of the horses in that race, but um, certainly got to include American Starlet. Laugh and play. And uh, I'm going to Didn't originally have only kidding down, but you make a good argument there, so I've added only kidding as well. So I'll go five deep in the fifth. Sixth race, maiden two-year-olds at a mile on a 16th. You can get some insight on this by watching the uh, early double projected payoffs and see who the money is showing on for the second half of the double to give you some insight into race six. I took a, a, a shot with Seeking Unity on top. First timer for Kenny McPeak. Uh, Kenny's done well at the meet so far, and he tends to heat up in the second half of the fall meet uh, for whatever reason. Uh, Not overwhelmed by the horses that have experience, and so I'm going to try seeking unity on top. Otherwise, uh, I've got uh, three horses that seem to be about even to me. I'm going to take Presider second off the big improvement last time with a little bit of a wide trip for uh, Cherie DeVoe. Cyclone Mischief was... Uh, second first time out and uh just missed and so nothing wrong with that effort certainly and then the five horse it's uh, brad cox who uh, has a horse here that's bred to relish the the longer distance so going to use those four in my pick four how about you
1: uh going to use three of those four um seeking unity is certainly uh fits on that long series of workouts that kenny mcpeak is famous for and uh a couple of bullets Uh, two back and a bullet on October 13th at uh, five furlongs at one-on-one and two. Only first-time starter in the the race, and I like that. I I think the horse has, you know, he hasn't lost yet, and all the others have. So uh, I'm going to use Cyclone Mischief and Presider out of that uh, Kentucky, that Churchill Downs race where they ran second and third. And then I'm going to throw in a, a long shot here, and it's simply because of Connections. Um, Wayne Lucas has not had a winner at the, at the meet yet, but the fact that he gets Flavian Pratt to ride record point, uh, kind of tells me that, uh, this horse may be well meant. Uh, also puts blinkers on. So you're stretching them back out to mile on 16th, even though he didn't run very well at Churchill. They probably wrapped up the horse, got beat by 13, but was only a length and a half down after a half mile. So, uh, I think the horse may be ready. I think this fact that Flavian Pratt takes the mount, uh, tells me that I might have a shot here in a fairly wide open, made in special weight. So I'm going to use four.
0: Interesting angle there. I can see your point on uh, record point. Seventh race is allowance three and up, six furlongs, kind of a high level allowance race. Prevalence probably going to be the strong favorite in here. Where did you land?
1: Oh, I did on Prevalence, the strong favorite. I think, and we talked about Brendan Walsh. I, I hesitated here to uh, take him because he's over 17 for the meet so far. But this horse, if you strike out the last race when they moved him up, he won the Commonwealth here uh, on a sloppy track in uh, in April. Won it by two and a quarter over a really nice uh, nice field, including Long Range, Toddy and Obeso's. Was the two to, you know five to two second choice in that race? So they throw him in the deep water against Jackie's Warrior on, on Derby Day and uh, he lasted for about a half mile and then gave it up. Rested him now, uh, been on, on a five-month layoff, but 98-99 buyer, nobody else in this race can touch that. So I had to take a stand somewhere, and I'm going to take a stand with prevalence. Hollis for John Ortiz, the three-horse, coming out of a good effort at Monmouth. Before that, uh, ran the West Virginia uh, on, the, on West Virginia Derby Day at uh, Mountaineer and won, horses won 12 races a lifetime. Uh, but it has been uh, a while since he really ran fast, and that was back in Oaklawn in December 21 with a 109 buyer. So uh, Stakes Race horse got finished uh, three lengths out in the Whitmore at Oaklawn. Um, Hollis has a big shot in here. I just think Prevalence might be a little bit better. Hear Me Song um, for Ashard and uh, Will Stinson, 94 buyer last time out at Churchill. And then South Bend for Belmont and Luis has got to be considered. But I took a stand here. I, could, I think any of these horses, it would not be a shock to win. But uh, I'm going to take a stand with prevalence.
0: Yeah, I took prevalence as well, just all the things that you mentioned. did talk to uh, Brendan Walsh for an interview that will air on the Today at Keeneland show. He said the horse just had a couple of minor issues in the spring, so they gave him a little time off, uh, working really well. And uh, Brendan saw no reason to think the horse couldn't win off that layoff. So... Um, I'm going to take prevalence too. I took Chatelot second. Uh, Horse won his debut at Saratoga last summer, and then has been working really well for the Asmussen barn. And so I took uh, a shot on that one to include in my uh, on my ticket. And then I'm going to probably stop there when we get to the pick four. Hear me, song. And then the two Ortiz horses, Heart Rhythm and, and Hollis, although uh, John Ortiz told me he's pretty sure he was going to scratch Hollis. Uh, but Heart Rhythm he just claimed, and the horse is two for two here, so that could be a, an interesting one. Uh, but I'm going to uh, go with Prevalence as well. Eighth race is the other half of that first-level allowance, five-and-a-half furlong turf sprint for Phillies and Mayors, three and up. I ended up uh, liking Top Gun Girl on top here for Ward and Johnny V., uh, horse ran her best race last time. I like the cutback from six and a half at Kentucky Downs to five and a half here, and uh, I think that'll make her only only better. Uh, Shannon, the one horse, it's Brad Cox, also a horse cutting back from a longer race, and um, in at Kentucky Downs. And this horse has one at Keeneland, so I think one of those two, I, I kind of think, is going to win this opening day buzz. The nine certainly has uh, form to consider. Uh, adding her to your ticket i uh, just that the barn uh, shipped one in earlier didn't really run very well so i'm gonna be a little skeptical of the barn until i see a little more so top gun girl for me on top over shannon how about you in race eight
1: i said shannon on top but i don't feel very comfortable about it i mean uh, brad cox's horse this horse um before he was trained before she was trained by brad cox won a race here at keeneland last spring at 24 to one we had a contest that day and three or four people had the horse at 24 to one and really ran off the off the board jumped from a 38 buyer to an 83 buyer first time on turf and they've proven uh the horse has run twice on turf since then um and maybe she's got it all together because um she has put two races together for the first time in her career with an 87 83 buyer straight uh, shortening up to five and a half Same as top gun girl so uh, the Top Gun Girl has a big shot in here for Wesley. I used Opening Buzz, as you mentioned. I used Gambling Cat for Mark Cassie. Uh, Horsehead uh, has done well at Woodbine. Uh, only has not won in 2022, however, so way overdue. Uh, Kitten's Joy should like the track. Uh, ran once at Keeneland without success back early in her career. And then I'm going to throw in a couple of long shots here. I'm going I'm uh, to to use Ball Gown at 30-1 to for Vicki Oliver. Simply because Vicki Oliver and Rafael Bejarano always have an unexpected winner here. And this Billy, numbers wise, doesn't fit that well, but she's gotten better. She broke her maiden at Ellis last time out. She put three races together with ascending buyers, and maybe this one uh, steps forward and, and at a big price. And, you know, 30 to 1 is worth putting in your ticket. And also, chrome plated heart. Uh, For a little known trainer, Justin Nixon, but gets Luis Saez to ride this horse. Um, Big move up from uh, Sheldon Russell at Pimlico last time out. So take those two long shots in as well, just spreading the ticket a little bit,
0: hoping to get a price. Let's go to the pick four. What's your ticket look like?
1: Got a $48 ticket, 3478 with 36811, taking a stand in the feature with prevalence of seven horse, and then finishing up with 157. 9, 10, 11. Hoping get a price in the finale for a $48 ticket.
0: I'm going to go five deep in the first leg. I'm going to go two, three, four, seven, eight. Uh, then in the second leg, three, five, six, eight. Then six and seven, which is chat a lot in prevalence. And then uh, just 11 and one in the last leg. And so that's just a $40 ticket. Going with a little lighter ticket, so you could punch that twice if you uh, like it. Best of luck with your plays on the Wednesday card. And uh, how'd the contests go last weekend, by the way, Jim?
1: went great. We didn't have a big crowd here. I only had 55 players here, but I had a total of 214 on Saturday. And uh, the race that decided it uh, was uh, Florent Giroux coming on the outside with the 11 horse. And I can't remember the name right now. The Queen's Jewels. Uh, oh, Jewels. Queens, Queen's Jewels. That's right, Queen's Jewels. We had a guy. We had a person in the um, uh, Lexington, Kentucky room, and a person in the Phoenix room. Both on that horse, big. They both bet pretty much their, all, their whole bankroll. Both of them thought they won the tournament. They finished third and fourth because a couple of guys online had twenty five hundred to win on her, mm. and a fifth and a fifty or hundred dollar exacta. So, and then one guy hit a hundred dollar try. It came from nowhere to $14,000. So it took $23,000 from a $2,500 bankroll to win the tournament, a very competitive tournament. So we're sending six people to the BCBC and 10 people to the NHC. And first prize was uh, $46,000 in addition to his $23,000 bankroll.
0: Wow, good stuff. Pretty Uh, good day. Good uh, luck for your plays on the Wednesday card, and we'll be back for the Thursday edition of the In the Money podcast on KeelanSelect.com.